Welcome to the Marketing in the Wild podcast. I'm Julia from Stratus Creative Marketing, where we are obsessed with finding real life in the wild stories about business and marketing. Everybody, I'm excited to introduce to you my friend Annie. Um, we are really lucky to have Annie on this podcast because we have tried to record this like maybe five times and the universe has had it, um, has been out to get us. Um, so what she has to say must be really important. Um, <laughs> so Annie, tell us where you are, what your business is, and how you got into this marketing world. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. My name is Annie Schiffman. I am located about 20 miles west of Manhattan on the Jersey side in uh, suburban New Jersey. And I run the company Downstage Media, where we look at lean marketing teams, solopreneurs, creatives, people who have very few people in their marketing teams, maybe one, maybe two, um, no more than five usually. And then we help set up automations and ways for them to create, vary, and automate their social media and their email. So that way they're able to save time and do the things that they really want to do. Because I just feel like what I've heard more often than anything is that they just like there's just not enough hours in the day. So that's a little slice of what I can help people do. I realized after a while that I was oftentimes saying to my clients, I'm obsessed with time. I'm obsessed with time. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, oh, there is definitely something to that. And so yeah. I thought I would kind of make that more of a point because the people who work with me are oftentimes also obsessed with time. They can't figure out how to Mm -hmm. get all the stuff that they want to do out there in the time that they have. Well, and so often, like, I feel like there's one person who's like the chosen marketing person on a team and they're, then they're given like the job that often in big companies, 20 people do like, (laughs) and it's impossible for one person to do everything. Um, but they're still expected to. So what a cool way to serve those people. Thanks. I I think so. Uh, I love it. I think the other part of your question was, how did I get started? Yes. And we had to like hit record because Annie was halfway through her story and I was like, everybody has to hear this. So how did you get into marketing? Okay. Here's how I got into marketing. I was performing in a show off Broadway. And when I first joined the company, We would do five shows a week, a show on Thursday, two shows on Friday, and two shows on Saturday. It was an improv comedy show. So everything was made up entirely on the spot. And the um, producers were really just sort of burnt out. The show had been running for like 30 years, and they just didn't want to deal with getting more people through the door. And so they had a rule where if there were more people on stage, then in the audience, they would cancel the show. Oh, okay. And we had five people on stage. Okay. And you would be shocked at the amount of times that we would cancel the show. Wow, that's crazy. It was heartbreaking. It was absolutely uh-huh. heartbreaking. So around that time, and so the 
as improvisers, we would oftentimes get hired by big companies, Crayola, Amex, Deutsche Bank, like big companies to help or at pretty much every pharmaceutical company that you can think of, I've uh-huh. worked with in some way, shape or form. Because okay. they'll have improvisers come in and either A, make their big yearly meeting more fun, or B, they will have us help their sales team get off their scripts a little bit and be more active listeners, things like that. Okay. So one of these gigs that I had was at a uh, like a tech conference, and there was this marketing guy named Chris Brogan. He's an author. He's written a number of marketing books. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, at the time, this new thing called Twitter and how companies could use Twitter to connect with their customers. And I remember looking around at my fellow performers and being like, I think we can use this thing to get more people to our show. So that's when I started really diving into the world of marketing. And specifically social media marketing. Before that was even like uh-huh. a term. like, right. But that was basically, I was just like, I'm just going to learn how to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, I have, um, my husband's also an actor and we have two children. And when we had really small children, I realized that I wanted, I needed more control over my life than the actor's life gave me. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I was going to learn more than the average bear about how to use email and how to use social media, because those were things that Uh I sort of knew were part of like the marketing world. And Uh so at nighttime and at nap time, I just studied it as much as I could. I took a bunch of online courses, a couple of them by Chris Brogan. I read a number Uh of books, including Building a Story Brand by Donald Uh Miller. And that really resonated with me because when... So again, the improv show that I was in, about a half hour of each show, we would make up a musical. Okay. So all the songs, all the choreography, all the rhymes, everything was made up on the spot. Uh And so in order to make that more fluid, we would learn basic story structure. So things Uh like how there was always a, you know, a world that you would create and then you would have your main character and your main character has a problem. And then they usually have like some kind of person comes in to to help them out, right? Like Uh all of this stuff. And then here it was written down in building a story brand, all this thing that I'd been studying and teaching my improv students for years and employing on stage. Mm -hmm. Here it was for the marketing world. And that was a bridge that I was like, yes. I get this and I know that the people, because by then some of my friends would be like, hey, I've got a new show that I just, that I'm opening up, or I just wrote a book. Can you help me understand how to use, you know, how to use Twitter or how to use Instagram or what, well, Instagram wasn't even started then, but like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And so I, um, I could use Donald Miller as the bridge and building a story brand between what we already knew as theater people to what we needed to know. Uh, to market our work. So that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I have like so many questions now um, that are not on like the question list because <laughs> I didn't know you had an improv background. I'm curious, like, how do you feel like? So you talked a little bit like there's story narrative yeah. that's like um, lends itself from improv to marketing, et cetera. 
What are some other things that you feel like have made you like a better marketer because of your improv background? Well, I think what first jumps out in my mind is that I am always thinking about the audience. Uh So not only just as an improviser, but as an actor, when I went to theater school, I studied directing as well. So just that what the audience's experience is the minute they walk into the theater, because you think about like when you go to a theater and you sit down and Mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll see the set before the show even starts, you know, you don't always be like a curtain that rises. You actually see the set. Mm -hmm. So all of those sorts of things are choices that a director has made for the audience's Mm -hmm. experience. And so I think about that all the time. What is the audience's experience? I think about this a lot with email, especially like when an email comes across somebody's inbox, what is their experience like? If they click on this, where is it going to take them? Is it going to be easy for them? Mm -hmm. Are we ushering them through what they need Mm -hmm. to be successful? So that's a huge thing. But specifically, improv has helped me Uh a ton with social because you have to come up with things so quickly. And so little things like um, when it's a certain holiday, say, and you're trying to bridge between that holiday and your brand, right? So if it's a theater company and they, and it's, let's say it's National Chocolate Day, then you could be like, oh, I know, I know how to make that work. You're doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. um, And that opens in a few months. Let's really capitalize on that. Um, But improvisers all the time are trying to make things that don't seem to make sense connect. And Mm -hmm. we have to do that lightning fast as improvisers. Mm -hmm. So when I'm coming up with content, I can, it is, it's never a problem for me to come up with, Mm -hmm. you know, dozens of ideas in very little time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What a cool talent to have and what a cool skill. The needy actor in me says, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, no, you you deserve all the compliments. I love Broadway. And every time I go, one of the things that I walk away with is how excellently things are thought through. Um, and I realize that you know way more about theater and acting than I do. And like, I'm... I just like think of Broadway first, as many people might. Uh, But I have thought a lot about that in terms of the experience, but also like the excellence and how as marketers and even business owners, I'm like, what are we pursuing within like Broadway still has budget constraints, but they can still make things that are excellent. Yes. And like what what sort of things are we doing that are excellent within our budget constraints? And so every time I leave a Broadway production, I'm like, I can't believe these people are so talented. And even like the sets are like beautiful. Um, I went to an improv show a couple years ago and the whole time I was like, how are people thinking this fast? Like, oh my gosh. I am amazed when other people can do things that are amazing. And I'm like, how can I then apply those same skills of excellence and amazing into like my own sphere. So I, that's my I love that. that two cents. <laughs> that makes me think of a couple of different things. One is that I oftentimes <clears throat> think about the Julie Taymor quote that I heard her say, which was, uh, so Julie Taymor is 
most well known for being the director of The Lion King on Broadway. Uh-huh. However, she's directed many other um, pieces for Broadway, for many operas, films, things like that. But she says mm-hmm. theater's limitations are its power. And mm-hmm. I think about that all the time. I think that's why I gravitate towards organic social versus paid social. Mm-hmm. So I don't deal with ads because mm-hmm. I feel like I've often worked with performing arts companies or creatives that they just don't have much of a budget, the budget. at all. Mm-hmm. So then we have to get real scrappy real quick and just think like, mm-hmm. well, what's the way that we can make this work, you know? Mm-hmm. And for sure. so I think about that quite a bit, that theater's limitations are its power. So when you, when you look at you know, a show like The Lion King, right? They didn't train Mm -hmm. zebras, you know, to Mm -hmm. be on stage. Instead, how did they, you know, they were able to create zebras or to create the idea of zebra Mm -hmm. or the idea of an elephant without having to actually go through all of the other stuff to be so literal. And so I Mm -hmm. think about that often. And I think also what you said about the idea of excellence is when one of the three tenets that I often strive for is theatricality, right? So just that idea of that when you and I sit down, that I've I've shown up and I'm prepared and I'm ready and I want you to have the best experience that you can have while we are together. And, and, and there's mm-hmm. a theatrical element to that. I'll usually try to elevate things just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that way you do feel like, oh, this was kind of a, this was kind of a special thing. So I host many different events during the course of a month, usually two, three, or four of them that I'll be facilitating or be hosting. And um, like in, so that way creatives or uh, anyone with a lean marketing team or a brand builder can just get a little bit more knowledge, but I want them to feel like when they go that I didn't just you know, I always think it's such a joke when people are always like, oh, I just threw on my sweatpants so I could show up here to Zoom. Like, you know, if I were to turn my camera, I've got lights going. I did some, make- like, I'm ready for you. Like, I I created, yeah. a- I want to, like, create an experience for you. And mm-hmm. I want and so much of that stems from that world of theatricality. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I love it. And especially, like, in, a, like, right now I was reading some trend reports for 2023. And experience was a big deal before the pandemic like creating experiences Mm -hmm. but now that people are leaving their homes more going back to work like creating these non-digital experiences for people is one of the things that is like people are predicting will be trending in 2023 and I think that that is I love the idea of I don't even think I could say that word theater theatricality theatricality Uh, theatricality. I feel like that alone just kind of emphasizes this like how do how do we want to show up but then what do we want people to experience no matter what our business is uh whether it's online you know I think it was Bruno Mars who said (laughs) if we gone show up show out you know I think that's what I think that's the great Bruno Mars yeah yeah, it's like Julie Tamar, Bruno Mars. This this is the echelons in which we are running right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, so going back to social media, um, yeah. one of the things that you have kind of done is created a content creation formula for organic social. Um, 
I want, I would love for you to walk us through it. I've heard incredible things from a lot of our colleagues about it. Um, and you've kind of like teased at it a little bit where it's a easy way for people with lean marketing teams or solo teams, um, to really come up with these brilliant ideas. So can you just like walk us through it? Yeah, sure. So what the issue that I would oftentimes hear from people is that they would not know what to post on social and they weren't sure how often to post it. Because when I was creating content for, so for about five years, I was making all the content for my clients. And then, um, and most of them were in the performing arts world. And then when the theater shutdown happened in 2020 with COVID, then very quickly it became clear that the clients that I was working with just did not have the budget anymore uh-huh. to be able to hire somebody, nor did they even know when they were going to have a show running again. Right. So mm-hmm. I changed from doing it for them to showing them how to do it. And that was oftentimes what I would hear. On the flip side, when I was doing content for um, more businesses, doctor's offices, lawyer's offices, they would say things like, like doctor's office would say, we offer certain things, but nobody, but like our social doesn't reflect that. And so then the phone isn't ringing or people aren't signing up or people don't even know about these additional services that we offer or these different products that we've unveiled. And so what I decided to do was create a system that I needed, especially towards the tail end of things when I didn't want to, I really like towards the tail end of it, I didn't want to make content for clients anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had clients who were willing to pay me a lot of money to do it. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I will of course do that. But I wanted to (laughs) take, I wanted it to take up as little time of my time Uh possible. And I wanted to take up as little of their time as possible. So I created this thing called the pager method. It seems as though everyone loves a 90s throwback. And pagers (laughs) were a big deal when I was uh, in high school in the 90s. And it became a mnemonic device that I started using when I was creating content. And then I would tell other people how they could create content because it told them not only what to create, but how often to create it and how to drive the ROI that they needed, as well as still build the community. So here's what it is. Each letter stands uh-huh. for something different. So okay. P stands for like promotional material. So this is anything, uh, like any promotions that you have coming up. I will sometimes call it pie content. So promotions, initiatives, or events that you have. Uh-huh. Anything that kind of has like a shelf life to it, you know, that like it's a limited time only, it's only happening on these days. It's only happening on at this time. This is the kind of thing where if you have um, this stuff coming up, this is, will help people actually sign up or do the thing. If you don't have anything like that for when people are like, I don't really know. We don't really have like any sales coming. We don't have like any webinars coming up or any shows. Then I'll say, then this is just when we will point people towards your brand. So mm-hmm. we will point people towards your brand or your lead generator, something like that. I have created this really fun way that you can take a brand script. I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with what a brand script is. 
And uh, I assign it numbers and then you can roll a die and basically take two different numbers that you've rolled and you squish them together and you make your social media content from there. Um, I love it. Yes. We talk about that, but I love that you gamified it. Yes, totally. (laughs) Because otherwise the trouble would be that I would, when I was making content, I would usually have like my talking points in the brand script, but Mm -hmm. I would kind of use the same ones every time. Mm-hmm. So um, this way, I would still be able to create varied content that's all around the same idea. So if somebody had a workshop coming up or they had a show opening or they just want to let people know about their lead magnet, then you could do that. And um, if you have a 10-sided die at home, cool. I'm not judging you for your <laughs> I love it. I support it. But if you don't, you could just go to Roll Dice on Google.com uh-huh. and um, you could easily get a 10-sided die. Well, and I also want to say that this feels very fitting with your improv background that you're like, let's take two random things um, (laughs) that might not be actually like, like some of them, because let's be honest, like on a brand script, like some of them are easier to connect than others. And you are like, if I get a hard one, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. I mean, yes, this, I do have to tell people when I'm sharing this method with them, I'll be like, if you find that you can't easily squish two ideas together, if they feel too disparate, fine, just move on to another one. Like, that's be fun. Um, right. I love it. So that is P, right? Promotional stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one element of things. And then the, another element of, especially like, you know, because the idea is what kind of stuff should I post? So promotional stuff, you want to make sure that you're mm-hmm. putting that out regularly. Because this way, people will know what you actually do for your business, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So then the next element is articles. Now, articles is encompassing articles that maybe you've written, like blog posts, Mm -hmm. or articles that you've appeared in, like any kind of earned Mm -hmm. media. Um, But I also lump long-form content into this. So podcast episodes that you are on or that you've created, YouTube videos Mm -hmm. that are longer than like three minutes, you know, like when you've got like a long how-to video or something like that, um, you want to make sure people know about it. That also goes into this as well. Articles, is this all like things that you have either made or been part of the making process or can it also be things that you find interesting? Right. So that's the other, that's exactly what I was about to say. So if you, if you're like Annie, I don't, I don't have a blog. Um, I don't have a YouTube channel or I do, but it's a mess and I don't have a podcast and nor do I appear in any of those spheres. Then you could also curate content, right? So basically Mm -hmm. you find other stuff that other people are putting out and then you simply add your two cents onto it. Right. So, Mm -hmm. because this way, then your feed becomes not just, you know, a billboard, because if you're only putting promotional material up, it'll kind of feel like it's a commercial all the time, Mm -hmm. but you also want them to feel like you're putting smart content or engaging or inspirational content in front of them, Mm -hmm. whether you've made it or not, right? Whether you've Mm -hmm. made it, made it, you've appeared in it, or you're just like, Mm -hmm. this is something I think that you're going to value. So, um, that's another element. So we've got P we've got a, and then the next Mm -hmm. is general. So general is this is probably the stuff that most people are posting already most Mm -hmm. of the time. How-tos, myths, um, 
just just sort of um, any any kind of like general. This is where I oftentimes will put holidays in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but any kind of informational stuff about your business. This is the kind of stuff that if you're only posting this kind of thing, the owner of the company or the producer of the company is going to say to you, yes, this is great that you're putting up this cool stuff or this fun stuff, but that's not really helping to drive sales. But you are like, yes, Mm -hmm. but that's helping to build community. That's helping to build authority. Mm -hmm. That's helping you show empathy. All of that stuff is also important. So that's why you want to make sure you have them in the mix, right? An equal amount Mm -hmm. in the mix. So that's the next element of things is G, general. A lot of times I'll say, figure out like, what are your sort of five or six or seven main ideas? And then that's the kind of stuff that you want to post in general and, you know, in the general category and maybe just Mm -hmm. switch up the format in a whole bunch of ways, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So maybe one time you're doing it as a story. Another time you're talking about this basic idea. Like I'm a big proponent in only being on two social media platforms, not Mm -hmm. more than, if you are a lean team, you don't need to be on more. Mm-hmm. And so I might say that in a live video, I might also say that on just a still shot, or I might say that in a, uh, just with a video that I only do a voiceover for, or I might put it in a mm-hmm. story, right? Like it's the same idea, just a few different formats. Mm-hmm. Okay. So E is engagement posts. Engagement posts are the kind of posts that are designed to get your audience to tap, swipe, slide, comment with a picture, comment with a GIF, comment with an emoji, anything like that. Because although organic social has changed, although the platforms have changed, although the algorithms have changed, I've been looking at this space really closely for over 10 years. There's a couple of things that I have found to be true. One is that if you interact with someone else's posts by commenting, liking, sharing, whatever it is, odds are pretty good that you're going to see that person's posts more often. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, the algorithms will usually show your posts to a small percentage of people. If that small percentage of people is engaging with that content, then the algorithm for whatever platform is going to show it to a few more people and a few more people and a few more people. So in order to get your content in front of one person more often and in front of more people, you want to make sure that you have somewhere in your content mix posts that are designed to get people to interact with you. Mm -hmm. So engagement posts are what you want to make sure you've got in the mix. And again, you could do this in a whole bunch of different ways. Mm -hmm. I just listed a whole bunch of them there. It's going to depend on the platform. Oftentimes the platforms will tell you what they want you to do. So like if you Mm -hmm. open up LinkedIn right now, it'll say, do you want to like, you know, write some text? Do you want to add a picture? Do you want to add a poll? Or do you want to add an event? So guess what? Mm -hmm. We're going to throw a poll in there because clearly LinkedIn has just said, we want you to do polls. Boom. Right. right. So there you go. Mm -hmm. R is random. So this means that you can just pick anything from any of those and Mm -hmm. just throw that in the mix. I use a scheduler which allows you to 
upload content into a library and then it will randomly choose anything that you've said could go in that mix and then it will just put it in there. Because pretty much everything that I've said so far is evergreen or it's evergreen to a certain mm-hmm. point. So yeah. you can just say like, don't post this after a certain day. And mm-hmm. um, so then it will still put it in the mix. When you do that P-A-G-E and then R potentially, just depends on if you have that with your scheduler or if you want to do that, um, if you want to add that into the mix, then that means that you're posting one of each of those letters, you're posting five times a week, for example. Mm -hmm. Now, back before Twitter was a train wreck, and we are recording this in January (laughs) of 2023, some people felt like you had to post five times a day on Twitter in order to get any traction. So you could do one of those a day. Some people Mm -hmm. also, they'll have certain platforms that they don't, they're not really all in on, but they still want to have a little Mm -hmm. bit of a presence. Uh, Like LinkedIn, for example, some people are just sort of like, I just post like once a week there. Great. If Uh you're going to post once a week, you know, you figure in the month of January here, we've got five Tuesdays, we've got five Mondays. So you could post one Uh of each of those letters during the course of the month. And you're still Uh knowing that you've got a nice content mix in there. Uh So that's the pager method right there, because it tells you not only what kind of stuff to post, but how often to post it. And it still goes with mm-hmm. best practices where, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says, jab, 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 right hook, right? So he says that you right. shouldn't have any promotional stuff more than 25% of the time. Some people have the 80-20 rule for promotional material. Mm-hmm. So this still applies to that. So I love it. Yeah. I think that the bottom line is some people, at least the some people that we work with are worried about being too promotional. Yeah. And then because of that, they don't do any of yes, it. exactly. <laughs> um, or then we also have the other people that we see their um, social media and we're like, you are actually too promotional. Right. <laughs> like, and I want to like unfollow you. Um, and I think that this does give it like a really good evenness. Um, one thing that you briefly touched on that I wanted to ask a question yeah. about is you aren't even necessarily talking like, like we use Instagram. So for our purposes, like Instagram, you're not saying like all four of these things, five of these things have to be on the grid. Right. You're saying like, it could be some of it on the grid feed posts. Some could be reels. Some could be stories. Like exactly. It can be a mix of the format. Right. Because formats are going to change. Mm-hmm. The formats are going to change. The popularities of the formats are going to change. You know, if we were talking about this three, four years ago, I probably would have mentioned live video way more often, Mm -hmm. right? But now Mm -hmm. here we are, like you're saying, reels are way more popular, at least what people go on more. So yeah, so Mm -hmm. when I sit down to create social media content and what I recommend people do is when they sit down, they should create at least five different posts. Um, Mm -hmm. And so let's say, for example, you've got a new, I, I have blog posts that come out every Friday. So Mm -hmm. if I want to promote that blog post on social, that's going to be, you've been paying, if you've been paying attention, it's A, articles. Mm -hmm. Very Mm -hmm. good. Way to go, Julia. 100% for me. Um. 100% way to go. (laughs) Um, And so then I will create five posts. Potentially the copy might be the same. 
but the format mm-hmm. will be different or the format will be the same, but the copy will be different. So for example, like if I'm posting something on Twitter, I might just post a link to that blog post. And then I know that the visual is going to be the uh, featured image is going to auto populate, Mm -hmm. but I might switch up based on what the roll of the dice is. I might switch up what my copy is and just come up with three or four or five different posts with the same visual. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I recommend people do is you either keep your text the same and switch up your visual or like switch up your format or Mm -hmm. keep the format the same and switch up your text. And what I think makes it so easy is even if we're thinking about just formats, like you can have that text in the caption on a grid with like a beautiful picture, then you could literally have that same text overlaying a stock video or a video of you doing something for a reel. Um, And then you could do like a speaking floating head for your stories, reading off the same text. And so what I love that you've done is you've just made it really easy for people in a way, like taking out all of the excuses. Um, And I say that as somebody who also does not have time to do her own marketing. (laughs) And we all are pressed for time. Like time is sacred. And so to be able to break it down and make it easy. The other thing that I like about it is that it also gives people the ability to say, hey, I don't actually have time for stories or I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. on stories, but you can still make that make sure that there's an even amount of content going out in whatever your preferred preferred format is. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. Um I I found that this is really what I love teaching this to other marketing companies because mm-hmm. If you have, I'm going to use the word talking points, but because this is a story brand savvy audience, if you have a brand script for a company, I recommend creating a brand script for an event that they have coming up. Like, just make sure that you know what the problem is that the event is solving, that, you know, how Mm -hmm. people can register for whatever it is. I also use brand brand scripts as the outline for blog posts or for longer format things, because when you have those outlines, those talking points, that brand script, whatever it is in place, that could be handed off to someone else. So that way, then you don't have to be the subject matter expert and you can create, you don't need to be the subject matter expert and you could create your promotional posts, articles, Mm -hmm. posts, because you're just mining a blog or a podcast or a, you know, a long form video. Mm-hmm. Um, you can create engagement posts like right there, all of that stuff you don't have to be the expert on. So if you are creating content for a client and you don't know a whole lot about, um, you know, optimizing your hormones, that was one of my uh, clients. I also had a, a doctor <laughs> who was a functional medicine doctor. Like, I don't know uh-huh. this stuff about the body. I don't know any of this stuff, Mm -hmm. but I know how to put in, you know, I, I knew what was in the brand script. I knew what was Mm -hmm. in that blog post. I knew that I could mine that for material. And Mm -hmm. so that makes it really easy too, because you realize how much stuff. And if you create again, five different posts that are just pointing people towards that lead generator, Mm -hmm. and then just throwing it into the mix. And you've got a couple of different things that are in the mix like that. Well, 
you know, let's say that you want to let people know about downloading the lead generator and you want people to know about scheduling an intro call. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, basically your call to action or your transitional call to action. If you make five of each one, five posts that are based on, on those two calls to action, that's 10 right there. You've pretty much got 90 days of content already done for personal right. stuff. And you only had to know two basic elements of the business, right? <laughs> right. No, I love it. I love it. You've made it so easy. Um, so one other question that I had yeah. that I wanted you to tease out is, um, you said only two platforms for lean marketing teams. Tell me more about that. Okay. This is, everybody hates me for this. Everybody hates me. Oh, I don't. Okay, great. So, well, maybe I don't know what you're about you're in to the say. Industry. So. You're in the industry. <laughs> so yeah, people don't understand because I have so many people who are coming to me now. They're like, we think we want to get on TikTok. And I'll be like, great. That is great. You can get on TikTok. What is going to go? Because mm-hmm. Yeah, I I firmly believe that you need to be on two social media platforms at the most, uh, unless you have a team of five or more, then we could talk about it. But if you've got five or less on your marketing team, two platforms that are not owned by the same company. So mm-hmm. not Facebook and okay. Instagram, because they're both owned by Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, you know, that I have, Julie, I'm older than you are. Um, so... <laughs> You know, I've been around for Vine. I've mm-hmm. been around for Periscope. Um, uh-huh. Both of these were at one time owned by Twitter, right? So uh-huh. um, you don't want to have them owned by the same company because if one goes down, you want to diversify. That's basically the reason. Mm-hmm. You're not that much older. Don't worry. So <laughs> okay, I was also around for those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Okay, that makes sense. Well, uh, and you know what? And let, me, let me say a little bit more why. Um, because there's a couple of reasons why. One reason is that you start to get to know your audience better when you have less of them, right? Not um just you you start to recognize who are the people that are always commenting on Facebook, who are the people mm-hmm. who are always commenting on TikTok, right? You start to get to know those audience members. And it's too hard to do that on two or three or four platforms. Your brain just can't Mm -hmm. quite handle it. Another Mm -hmm. thing is when there's an algorithm change or a new feature introduced, it is a lot easier to keep up with that and be able to optimize that when you're only Mm -hmm. on two platforms than if you're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to deal with, otherwise it just feels like you're playing whack-a-mole with algorithms <laughs> and features that are being introduced yes, all the time, totally. you know? Mm-hmm. So if there's two, sure. you can handle it. You can handle mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I Maybe I'm saying this because I have two children. Maybe if I had more children, like if somebody has five children, they might be able to be on five platforms. I don't know, Julia. No. But I have one and I don't think I could do it. One platform? So I, one Okay, kid. got it. Got it. <laughs> Um, no, I, okay. And I do feel you like, I feel like there are other people in our industry that might be like, you need to be everywhere. But I don't believe that either because also different platforms require different things. Like TikTok requires video. Like Mm -hmm. you cannot get around, like if you don't have video, you should not be on TikTok. Like (laughs) um, in some form or fashion. And I think that that's also, it is, your method has simplified it for us, but the more 
platforms we add, the more formats we are required to have, which then complicates it. Um, and so I think that, um, like you said, like if you're obsessed with time, like you need to be obsessed with two platforms. Right. Um, and I love it. I love that you've defined that. Yeah, because I, I, I also like to to look at right, like what is going to. You know, everyone always says, where's your audience hanging out? Make sure you're where your audience mm-hmm. is hanging out. I also like to bring in where are your strengths? So, mm-hmm. you know, when I work with stand-up comics, obviously mm-hmm. they've got a, you know, they used to love Twitter because you could easily fire out some one-liners. Now, you mm-hmm. know, and if you're a sketch artist, you're going to love TikTok, right? Because mm-hmm. you're okay with being on camera. Um but I, so I, I not only look at what, where your audience is, but I also look at where your strengths lie and mm-hmm. what's going to work uh, and what's in the zeitgeist. So like, you know, there's a reason we haven't brought up Snapchat at this point. It's just not as much in the, <laughs> in the zeitgeist, right? Um, mm-hmm. And also what's going to work with your workflow So I was very resistant to Instagram for the longest time because Mm -hmm. I feel like editing video is an enormous time suck. Mm -hmm. And Instagram made a very clear adjustment towards video. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I realized that if I write a blog post and if I, I like to use Meet Edgar as my scheduler, Mm -hmm. um, as of right now, they do not pay me to say that. We are currently in negotiations. <laughs> so, uh, but, fingers so, crossed. Fingers crossed. So just know that by the time you are hearing this, if you download my Meet Edgar from a link of my, I don't even know where you get the link, but like I might get paid. Pro- I probably won't, but I might. Anyway, <laughs> the fact of the matter is I can go into, I can write a blog post. Um, I can have Meet Edgar read that blog post via the RSS feed. And I can mm-hmm. have it via AI create five different variations of that mm-hmm. um, blog post to basically tweet out. And mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about one, I don't have to worry about my hair being nice or my makeup being nice mm-hmm. or being camera ready or editing. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. That is already done. That's five pieces of mm-hmm. content that is done. Um, mm-hmm. As we all know, Twitter is kind of imploded. And so... Mm-hmm. I thought, well, now's a good time for me to really dive in with Instagram and really start using what I know from the pager method to be, you know, really experimenting on my own with reels. And I knew live video because I used to have a live show on Instagram, but, you know, Mm -hmm. just all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. But I think that knowing your workflow is also super, super, super important Mm -hmm. for what you have time for when you're going to jump into a platform. Right. We have several clients who don't feel comfortable on video and that's okay. Like, and when they send us video, it's not awesome. (laughs) And so like, no, and that's fine, but they are incredibly knowledgeable. And so because we're, we do done for you work, like then what we're doing is taking that knowledge from that video, distilling it into a caption. Yes. But if you're a solo team member, you don't have time for that. Like, right. <laughs> and so pick like, it's almost like pick your lane and do it really well. Like going back to excellence, like figure out what you have the bandwidth for and do it really well. Right. Um, and that's where your people will find you. And that might just be one then. 
-hmm. right? If you are not very tech savvy, so it's going to take you a little bit longer, but you know that you need to, uh, but you decided I'm going to plant my flag in Instagram Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this stuff, then fine. Then just, just Mm -hmm. do Instagram plus email, grow Mm -hmm. your email list as well. So that's why I always say be on two platforms, grow your audience on two platforms plus email. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Annie, if somebody wanted to start implementing this today, what would your, what would you say their first step should be? So I think they should go to downstage.media, downstage.media slash pager, because they'll be able to see you. They can download my little numbered script. Oh, perfect. My numbered brand script. Plus that's, there's the link to roll the dice on Google dice Uh there. And so that can get them started. I have a ton of blog Mm -hmm. posts about it. It's all going to be in the book that I'm writing, but right now it's all, yeah, it's uh, all in blog posts. So there's a ton of information right there. Plus once every quarter I do a webinar where I go through the pager method and it's really Uh fun very interactive. We, I mean, as you can imagine, I pull out a lot of my improv tricks and yeah. we have a very good time. So the next one of those is on um, February 2nd, but I think that this won't have aired by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least I hope not. Because um, no, no. I, I want to get my negotiations <laughs> with me, Edgar. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, but I, I always have another one of those coming up. There's, mm-hmm. there's one of them every few months. So mm-hmm. that's where, so you could, and we'll have all those links in the show notes. So Perfect. If anybody, if you cannot remember, downstage.media. Yeah, downstage.media <laughs> slash pager. That's where you'll find all of those things. Um, you can go there. You could download the stuff. You could see the blog posts. You can register for the events. And it's all right there. Sweet. Awesome. Um, and so otherwise, if people want to stay connected to you, where can they find you? Which, which social platforms can they find you? Yes. On? So you can find me on Instagram at Annie mm-hmm. Schiffman. And you could find me on LinkedIn at Annie Schiffman. So you see, there we go. Two platforms uh-huh. not owned by the same company. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, Annie, I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. Um, I hope, I know that everybody's going to benefit from this. Um, just in being able to simplify while still creating really, really good content. Yeah. So well, thanks for being it's here. It's just gotten out of hand. So we just, we've yeah. got to sort of reel it in a little bit. We've got to reel it in. So thank mm-hmm. you so much, Julia. Thank you for having me on. Oh my gosh. When you are listening to this, um, if if you are hearing this, if you've gotten to this point, please DM me on Instagram with the word, um, let's do the word spinach. So I'll know that you heard this <laughs> and um, and we'll kind of go go from there. Um, I, How are you going to remember that that's from here? Do you remember these things? Yes, I will. Okay. I will definitely. Re- I will definitely remember it. I will definitely remember it. Sweet, awesome. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, oh, you know what? And I'll give you a little bonus thing. If you if you DM me with with the word spinach, I'll give you like a bonus tool, like um, a planner for like I have a pager method planner or something like that. I'll give you something fun. So okay. there you go. Sweet. Boom. Sweet. All right. Well, everybody go find Annie Schiffman on Instagram or LinkedIn, only two platforms, uh, and uh, DM her the word spinach, So, which is actually my least favorite vegetable. So uh, 
Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, Annie, thank you. Everybody will be back next week with some more info. Um, I hope that this pager method becomes um, a part of your content creation formula. Friends, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast episode. I'm so glad that you have. If you've enjoyed it as much as we have, I just ask you to subscribe so you know each time we have a new episode coming out. If you loved our podcast and want to give us a rating or a review, I promise we will read each and every one of them. A special shout out to our friend, Carson Childers, who is producing our podcast. We really appreciate him and all the hard work that he's done for us. Also, thanks to the Stratos team. They have been behind the scenes doing all of the graphic design, brainstorming, etc., etc. Really, this wouldn't be possible without them. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys. Lastly, listener. We'll be back next week, and I hope you will be too.